ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, May 17th. Your drive, it begins right now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I'm here for the next hour to get you home safely. You can be a part of the program by texting. Don't text and drive, but you can text 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255 coming up on the program. We're going to talk Charleston Dirty Birds baseball with the play-by-play voice of the Dirty Birds, Pete Costigan. He joins me about 5.15. And then coming up at 5.30, she is the GOAT when it comes to winning championships at Marshall University in the Sun Belt. She is Macy Majoy. She joins us about 5.30. We're going to talk to her. She won the 2023 Sun Belt Outdoor Pole Vault Championship she previously won the indoor championship during the indoor season, and she's going to continue at the NCAA East prelims later this month. So we're going to talk to her, get your text in, and, of course, we'll get you updated on everything that's happening today. Pirates baseball earlier, earlier today here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Pirates win one. They beat the Detroit Tigers 8 to nothing. so the Pirates wrapping up the series off tomorrow. Also, the Guardians losing to the White Sox 8-3. Game 2 of that series is coming up tonight at 8-10. And um, we will touch on this briefly. Uh, Gastonia did beat the Dirty Birds 13-4. Game 2 of the series tonight, 6-35 in Gastonia. So, looking forward to talking Dirty Birds baseball. NBA action the Lakers fell to Denver. The Nuggets win 132-126 in Game 1 of the Western Conference Final. Game 2 coming up tonight, 8.30. And, I'm sorry, Game 2 is Thursday night, 8.30 in Denver. Game 1 coming up tonight at the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami is taking on Boston. That's at 8.30. You can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30 and on Catch Sports 93.3 and 1340. 8 o'clock will be our airtime for that. And the big winner in the NBA, the San Antonio Spurs winning the lottery. And they're going to have the number one pick when the draft takes place June 22nd. And Charlotte's going to do okay as well. They got the second pick. Maybe this will be the start of some good things for Charlotte. But the Spurs are expected to use their pick. They're going to try to build a franchise around seven foot three. 19-year-old French sensation, Victor Wimbanyama. They're going to be good again. The Spurs are one of those teams. They might have some down years, but the Spurs are one of those teams that, at least under Pop, they're going to be consistent, and they're always going to be a program that really isn't gutting the whole thing and trying to build it from scratch. They just need a few pieces here or there and they'll get back to where they're a consistent team. Stanley Cup playoffs resume tomorrow. I hope you're excited because uh, I am. Game one, Florida at Carolina is going to be the Eastern Conference final. Western Conference final, game one's going to be Dallas at Las Vegas. So I didn't think we would see. That's not the four I had picked. 
had Edmonton in there. Uh, I had New York in there. I did not have Dallas in there. I definitely didn't have Florida in there. So that is your NHL final in the Eastern and Western Conference. The two winners will play for the Stanley Cup. And you know what? We're also a day away from the start of golf's second major of the year. The PGA Championship is going to be taking place in Rochester, New York. So we're already uh, moving along here. Can you believe it's the 103rd PGA Championship? I just can't fathom that. It's been over 100 years. And the game, it's just one. It's like baseball. Yeah, one of those games where it's almost the same, not so much with baseball now, but it's almost the same as it was 103 years ago. That's, that's amazing. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, we have got coming up on the program here in the next few minutes. First up, we're going to talk Dirty Birds baseball. And then we're going to talk track and field. And then we're going to touch more on the soccer schedule that came out today for the Thundering Herd. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to dig too deep into it right now. I want to save that for later. But we did get the soccer schedule for both the men and women for the Thundering Herd. And I'll look at it with you. You know, let's start with the women. Let's give them a little love first. They've got a couple of exhibition games with Western Kentucky. I'm sorry, Western Carolina, Cincinnati. Uh, they have exhibition with Kentucky. They're going to be on the road at Moorhead. They're going to be home against High Point on the road against Indiana State. Then they have got five straight home games, uh, Ohio, Gardner-Webb, Miami of Ohio, Liberty, and then ULM is going to be the Sun Belt Conference opener. They're on the road at James Madison, home against South Alabama. They're going to be on the road against Troy, home against Old Dominion, on the road against App State home against Georgia State, on the road against Georgia Southern, and then they will finish out the home slate against Coastal Carolina and then finish out the regular season on the road against Louisiana. Now the men, two exhibitions, Michigan and Robert Morris. They've got three straight home matches with Oakland, then Wright State, then Xavier. On the road against Pittsburgh, that should be an exciting, highly contested match. Home two times against High Point, then Cleveland State. Back on the road against James Madison. Then the Sunbelt Conference opener, UCF, home conference opener. And then they're on the road against VCU. They are on the road against Georgia Southern, home against Georgia State. Then they've got Coastal Carolina at home, on the road for the Mountain State Derby against WVU. And then Kentucky comes back to Huntington on the road against Old Dominion, and then they are home against South Carolina. So that looks like an interesting and challenging schedule there. The Sun Belt's going to be tough again, I think. And so we'll see if the herd can honestly get back to what we expect, and that's winning regular season conference titles and then winning the tournament. So we'll talk a little bit more about that with you. But uh, we're going to – we're going to take our first break, come back, and we're going to get into what's happening with the Charleston Dirty Birds. That's coming up first, and then we're going to welcome back to the program. All she does is win championships. It's Macy Mayjoy when we continue. But first up, 
from the Charleston Dirty Birds, Pete Costigan, when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, May 17th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's time for our Wednesday conversation about all things Charleston Dirty Birds and to help us out this week. We want to welcome to the program for his first visit, the voice of the Dirty Birds, Pete Costigan. Pete, good talking to you. Glad we can do this. And uh, you're on the road as we speak. So uh, you get the fun job this week. Yeah, Eden's usually just back in doing the uh, the promotion stuff. You get the fun job. That's right. I get to kind of take it easy, uh, put in the statistics, and uh, watch the boys play. How they look yesterday? I know the score maybe doesn't indicate truly. Uh, we got to touch on that thirteen to four. Um, how are they progressing? Are they um, are they showing signs of getting better? Yeah, absolutely, Paul. Um, it's a team with loads of talent. Um, we got guys who are MLB experienced veterans, and we got guys that are fresh out of college. So um, they're off to a bit of a slow start. Uh, we won opening day, and then we went on an eight-game losing streak. But the bats are starting to come around. Um, our boy Bobby Bradley, who's he's second in the league in home runs right now with seven. He's starting to heat up. Uh, Dwight Smith Jr., his average is coming up a little bit. So, you know, it's a little bit slow out the gate right now. But I think once we get, you know, things moving uh, from all facets of the game, I think we'll be in good shape. Dirty Birds on the road tonight. It's going to be a 635 game in Gastonia. And joining us on the program is Pete Costigan. So, once you get past the Gastonia series, uh, we've got some interesting things to talk about with the weekend coming up. Uh, there's a new team coming into Charleston for the first time. Uh, the Frederick team, we don't know much about them, or at least I don't know enough about them. So, you know, what's exciting about them as uh, fans start to make their way back to uh, Gomart Ballpark for the weekend? Uh, well, yeah, Frederick uh, is new to the Atlantic League. Uh, they were in affiliated ball for a long time i wouldn't i'm not sure about last year i believe they were in either the frontier or the pioneer league but uh they got they got a good team um and yeah we got gomar ballpark brand new facility uh new turf um be known as power park now gomar and um we got brand new promotions um a whole new team so it's, it's really exciting and we can't wait to have more home games Obviously, uh, games are going to continue through Memorial Day weekend as well, but big promotions on Friday and Saturday. We've got the clear bag giveaway on Friday. We've got the Mega Blast fireworks on Saturday, and, of course, uh, the, the baseball itself on the field. So what what would make this enticing for maybe a fan who hasn't uh, shown up yet to the ballpark? You know, What should they look for? What should they expect? You know, when they when they come to the ballpark for a first time, you know, the new team in Frederick coming into the league. You know, obviously, there's a lot of questions there as far as, OK, is this going to be a good brand of baseball? And you've seen enough now baseball to know this is a pretty good brand of baseball. Absolutely. Uh, we have a little bit of new uh, rule changes. I'm sure, you know, uh, we have pitch clock now. And I'll tell you, with the six games we've had at home, it really does make a difference, and it does speed up the game a little bit. So it helps in that aspect. And uh, for the new fans coming out, um, 
anyone remembers us from last year, it's a completely different new squad. We have about six former MLB players, including uh, Bobby Bradley, Dwight Smith Jr., pitchers Williams, Jerez, and Eddie Butler. Butler played for the Cardinals and the Cubs for a long time. So there's a, it's a good clash of young guys who are trying to make it and older guys who have that experience and want to keep playing the game and, and just enjoying playing it. Are the younger guys adapting better to some of the new rule changes than the older guys, or have you found that it's it's a learning process for everyone? Well, they haven't. So they just started putting it into effect. Uh, basically, the first month was like a trial run, and now they're officially enforcing the rules. And frankly, I haven't really seen anyone have any problems with it. I think Banana Ball, when the bananas came in, that kind of helped us uh, – just get some practice within like time clock and stuff like that but really haven't seen any issues and i haven't really seen it change like the way the game is played in general honestly so not a factor whatsoever it has helped speed up the game though just a little bit are you looking at yeah we've seen what it's done in major league baseball what i think at least 30 minutes trimmed off a game you know what's that doing as far as the minor league level with the Dirty Birds, you know, how, how long are games starting to average uh, as far as you can tell? Well, it used to be um, roughly two and a half to three and a half hours, even more. And uh, this year, I don't think we've had a single game go past two and a half hours. So it's been uh, the one notice I've, or the one change I've noticed significantly is between innings. Uh, they start the 122nd clock and, in years past, we'll have, you know, promotions between innings and we'll have little games with fans. So now, like, the pressure's on to really get it all in within those 120 seconds. And I think that part, that portion specifically throughout the game is speeding it up in itself. Joining us on the program is Pete Costigan from the Charleston Dirty Birds. Uh, he's got the call tonight of Charleston taking on Gastonia for Fans who maybe are still learning about the Dirty Birds or trying to follow along, where can they follow the game? If you can't get to Charleston, obviously, you want to follow the game. Where can they hear you? Where can they follow you? Because I know streaming is a big part of what you do. Yep. So in uh, years past, we've had YouTube live stream, and this year we just signed a deal. The whole Atlantic League is going through Flow Sports now. So all of our games are available on Flow, Flow Baseball. And um, it is – you do have to purchase a membership. But it's um, it's quality baseball. And a lot of former MLB guys, a lot of guys are trying to make it. And I think it's, it's exciting baseball. So it's definitely worth the watch. So the games are on Flow Sports for anyone who's maybe interested and in following along. How's that doing so far as far as the league? Are a lot of people taking to it? You know, it's not necessarily ESPN+, Plus, which we're almost all trained to, to watch now and to subscribe to. So Flow Sports a little different. Uh, you know, has that really helped the league, a little bit more of exposure? Are you seeing that? I definitely think it's going to take a little bit of time for uh, the fans to warm up to. Uh, obviously, we've been free streaming in years past, but uh, Flow Sports provides a very professional – broadcast and i think that's going to catch on for a lot of fans in years to come yeah and that helps with the production quality as well not to not to really take a shot at anything that was done previously by any team it's just you know now there's a, a little bit more of a, a polish to it is that fair absolutely yeah it's, it's definitely um it, it just looks more official as compared to the years past when we've done the youtube stream 
My guest is Pete Costigan from the Charleston Dirty Birds uh, weekend coming up. Uh, the team from Frederick making its first appearance in Charleston. And, of course, games are going to continue through the Memorial Day weekend. You know, we mentioned the clear bag giveaway on Friday. Mega Blast fireworks is always something people want to tune into. But you've got a couple of special themes coming up. Uh, May 25th, the Latin identity. That's going to debut. What is that? So the Latin identity will be playing as the Pajaros Sucios, and that's a uh, it's a Spanish term for basically a coal miner. And we have a whole new specialty uniform for that. They got a purple and gold look, so it's really exciting, and I think it's fun for a lot of those Latina guys on our team to take part in that uh, Spanish culture. How has um... – How's the fan reaction been to that so far? Is that something that has uh, got a lot of attention? I know, you know teams want to try to do specialty nights to really bring different fans into the ballpark. You know, what's been the response? What's been the response so far on that? Well, I'll tell you what. I've seen uh, a lot of fans wearing that purple hat. It's, uh, it's a, basically a skeleton logo with a coal mining axe on it, and. Uh, we haven't even had the promotion day itself, but I've seen so many fans wearing the, the purple jerseys and the, and the purple hat, so I think it's going to be a big hit, to be honest. Okay, so I can pick that up now. Or uh, Eden never sends me any swag. Just and You need to have a talk to her. She never sends me anything. I've asked, I've asked, I've asked. <laughs> she said if I show up, she there I can get in line and get one like everyone else. But, yeah, that's my only option, she said. You know what, I'll – I'll give you that employee discount if you show up. <laughs> I see you guys have been on the same uh, marketing uh, conference call. <laughs> Pete Costig is with That's us it. from the Charleston Dirty Birds. So a Latin identity coming up on May 25th and then a Memorial Day, of course. And who doesn't love Memorial Day baseball? And players are going to be wearing those military jerseys as a tribute. I haven't seen them yet. What do they look like? I'm gonna be honest, Paul. I haven't even seen them yet. I think they're uh, they're trying to make it a little bit of a secret for the to in, increase some excitement for the fans. Okay, so you'll get to see those, and I'm I'm sure those will be on sale afterwards, right? Yes, sir. Pete Costing is with us from the Charleston Dirty Birds. Uh, now, don't forget the the weekend is coming up. Frederick is coming in to Charleston, and games are going to continue through the Memorial Day weekend. On the road tonight, uh, it's going to be on Flow Sports 635 against Gastonia. And if you go to the ballpark on Friday, you got that clear bag giveaway to take advantage of. And then, of course, who doesn't love Mega Blast fireworks on Saturday? So uh, you've got a fun one tonight. You're going to be back on the road uh, for a few more days, and you get come home and uh, looking forward to the weekend with you, Pete. That's right. I'll, well, actually, I do not travel as of now. We uh, we We're trying to work in. So that I can call the games remotely, but as of now, I've been calling just the home games from here in Charleston. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we'll work that out on your contract. Yeah, next time, let me negotiate right. the contract. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Pete Costigan's with us uh, from the Charleston Dirty Birds. Pete, we'll catch up with you soon, and uh, looking forward to the weekend with uh, Frederick coming into Charleston. And, of course, everyone take advantage of all the promotions, including Mega Blast Fireworks on Saturday. Pete, good talking to you. Thanks for having me on, Paul. Take care. That's Pete Costigan from the Charleston Dirty Birds. When we continue, we're going to talk to the GOAT from Marshall Track and Field. 
Macy May Joy when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, May 17th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome back to the program now. Every time she wins something, she comes back on, and she's been winning a lot of things as of late. Previously won the indoor championship in the pole vault for the Sun Belt. Now she adds to her collection the 2023 Sun Belt Outdoor Pole Vault Championship. She cleared... 3.96 meters to secure the championship title. She is the GOAT of Marshall track and field and maybe of all Marshall athletics. Macy Mayjoy is with us. How you doing, champ? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Who hypes you better than me? Does anyone hype you up more than I do? <laughs> my, parent, my parents do a pretty good job hyping me up. Okay, so <laughs> uh, i got to compete with them, and that's fine. Uh, when we last spoke... <laughs> We talked about how you won the first one. You won not just the first Sunbelt championship in track and field, but for Marshall Athletics. You got the first one. Now you have the second one as well. You know, I know that wasn't going through your mind at the time, but just how's that feel knowing that I've got two of these things now? It's a really great feeling. Um, last year, it's funny because at conference, I finished 10th place. I actually ended up leaving with a concussion. I finished 10th place, and I just had an overall just a very off season. So to come back from that and earn not one but just two gold medals, I'm very blessed, and I'm very honored to end my martial career with two first-place finishes. Was that a major focus for you to not go out the way you did last time? Oh, for sure. For me, it's like I want I wanted the comeback to be greater than the setback. And I know how last year made me feel, and I just didn't want to feel like that again. So I just told myself I'm going to work hard and get all I got. So it's been, it's been a good ride. Now, you cleared 3.96 meters to secure the championship title. That's not your best. You You could have done more if needed. Yes, my personal best is actually 4.15 meters, which is around 13.7. Um, I was a little, I was happy that I won, but you know, like, I just, yeah, I know I can do better, but I'm very grateful to have another meet. We actually have national prelims next week, so I'm hoping to hit a higher height for that. Explain to, if you would, now you've got the Sunbelt Pole Vault Championship. You go on to the prelims. What does that exactly involve, and, and what are you trying to accomplish there? Where does that take you for maybe those who don't know the process here? So the process for outdoor track and field is a lot different for, than indoor. It's easier to qualify for nationals for outdoor than it is indoor. So for indoor, they just take the top 12 in the nation. For outdoor, they take the top 48 from the East Division and then the top 48 from the West Division. So then each, the East and the West will have what's called National Prelims, which is happening next week. Um, I'll be traveling to Jacksonville, Florida. But so the top 48 in the East Division will compete 
And then the top 12 spots will go to nationals, which is in mid-June in Austin, Texas. So my goal going into next week is to secure a, a spot in the top 12 and make it to nationals. I'm ranked 35th right now. And I'm as long as I go in there clear-headed, I think I have a good chance of getting it done. How does that ranking come down? Explain why you're ranked 35th. You know, why do you have that spot? So the ranking goes based on your highest height for the outdoor season. So my highest height for outdoor season was 408, which is around 13.4. So that ranking puts me at 35th. I'm tied with a few other girls, but it's basically just based on what you run or jump uh, or throw for the season, and that puts you in the rankings with everyone else. Okay, so if need be, you, know, you can – yeah, you, know, you can jump higher than that. You can you can pole vault higher than four oh eight. That's not your personal best. That's just what you have on record to qualify you and to get you into the prelims. Yes. It's all dependent on what you have done this season. So if there's people that have like jumped higher or thrown further, ran faster previous years, that doesn't count. It all depends on what you've done this year. And so you were hoping probably that you you could have maybe cleared a little higher uh, in the in the Sun Belt Championship, but the ranking really it just gets you in. It doesn't it doesn't impact anything. It's just I'm in the I'm in the ranking so I can go here. That doesn't impact anything else. Yes, for sure. It honestly, it's all about who shows up and performs that day. Because in my mind, rankings don't mean anything. It's about who shows up and who performs. And that's my goal is to go out there and show up and perform to my best abilities. My guest is Macy Mayjoy, previously the indoor champion, pole vault in the Sun Belt. And on top of that, now winning the 2023 Sun Belt Outdoor Pole Vault Championship. And she's continuing her season at the NCAA East Prelims. And that is coming up sooner than you think. So how do you how do you go about preparing for that? How do you reset to get ready for that? Is that more getting back out there and just working? Is there a little bit more of a, a mental aspect to that since it's happening sooner than you know? It's not a few months down the line. It's it's coming up real quick. So the yeah, so the training is just about the same. I'm jumping like how I would be like during season. Um, but recovery is definitely a big impact. We had that eight-hour bus ride, which was pretty rough on my body, so it's been taking me a little bit to recover from that. Um, but mentally, it's just getting in, getting in the game, you know, just preparing myself and just having the mindset that I need to give it all I got because this could be my last chance. I hope it's not. But I want to go out there and leave everything on the table and walk away happy with how I did either way. Ultimately, your your goal is, of course, is to um, you know win the championship. What's next after that? What are you looking forward to after this process? You know, what's the next step for you? I'm looking forward to starting my job. I have a career lined up for me in law enforcement. Um, I'm very look- I'm looking forward to that. I actually start in a little over a month, so. Not much of a break in between, but I'm looking forward to getting started on my life. I'm going to miss martial law. I'm going to miss pole vault. But honestly, it's been such a great ride here, and I've made so many friends, so many made so many memories here, and I want to cherish them for the rest of my life. 
How does pole vault translate into law enforcement? How can you make that work? Oh, gosh. I mean, maybe if there's, like, a stick, I could, like, take it and jump over a fence. I'm just kidding. Um, I think, this, like, being able to sprint is going to help me a lot um, if I have to, like, chase after someone, you know. But I, don't, I honestly don't really know how much it correlates. I guess having the upper body strength will be helpful in those types of situations. But I don't think there's going to be any poles laying around anywhere. So you, you've gone through everything you've needed to do to, to be successful at pole vault, and now you start your, your journey into law enforcement. Uh, how far along are you as far as that law enforcement journey, you know, training, you know, and what's been the difference for you? And has that helped you uh, with your career in track? Yes, it, it definitely helped me with my career in track. I... I've known I want to do law enforcement for a very long time. My my dad actually is kind of part of the reason for that. He is the chief of police in the suburb of Cleveland. Um, so yeah, I've always just I've always had that in my mind, like going throughout school. Like, I mean, track was obviously very important, but I knew at the end of this that I can't pole vault for the rest of my life. So I need to also focus on getting a career in a field that I enjoy. My guess is Macy Mayjoy. Did I ask you when we spoke last time? Refresh me if I did. Uh, why pole vault? What was what was it about pole vault that attracted you to that, or was it just something you stumbled upon and found out that hey, I'm pretty good at this. I'll do this. We may have talked about it. I'm not. I don't really remember off the top of my head. But so the reason I got into pole vaulting was because my cousin, my cousins actually did it, and they were very good at it. Um, it's funny, at my high school, we have my cousin, Mason Majoy, holds the school record for the men. And I hold the school record for the women. So if you go to our record board, it says M. Majoy for each, the men's and women. So I joke and say I have both. No, I'm just kidding. But there's, he's a big reason why I did it, because he did it. He was very successful in it. And I would go, like when I was younger, I'd go and like watch the meets. And it was something I really thought I could be good at, because... My cousins were good. They went to different clubs around the area, which I ended up going to. And I think another reason is because I kind of wanted to defy my parents a little bit because they didn't want me to do it. Um, they thought it was too dangerous. And I was like, you know what? I want to go and prove them wrong. So, yeah, it's been a ride. So you're in law enforcement, which is which is very challenging and can be dangerous. You have to, uh, You have to be, you know, all the time aware of your situation because you never know what kind of situation you're going to deal with. And are they okay with that? And maybe not pole vault or is there a little um, worry about both your athletic career and now your professional career? I think my parents were a little worrisome at first about like my um, choice to go into law enforcement just because my dad knows what it's like, but they were wrong about pole vault, so they're hoping that they're wrong about my choice to go into law enforcement. You know, I they're supportive of me no matter what, and I know it's probably going to be a hard process or hard transition for them. It's it's gonna be a hard transition for all of us, like going into that career and like coming out of college. But I think it's gonna be great, and I'm really looking forward to it. My guest is Macy Mayjoy. Not only is she the indoor champion of the Sun Belt and the pole vault, she is the outdoor champion as well. And she will be continuing at the NCAA East prelims later this month. So we're hoping your law enforcement career gets pushed back just a little bit before this is all said yeah. and done. Yeah, we're hoping that, that that can start after all of this. But 
How exciting is that for you just to know that not only have you been this successful so far, Marshall's first year in the Sun Belt, personally successful, the university's proud of you, everyone's proud of you, and you get a chance to continue that and, and maybe even bring more success and accolades back to Marshall. I mean, no pressure on you, but you know, right now you're, you're waving the flag for Marshall Athletics uh, because everybody's behind you. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. I'm I'm very like I'm very relieved to be walking out of college with a job. Not not many people can do that, so I'm very blessed and honored that I have the opportunity to walk out of college right into a job. Um, I honestly don't feel any pressure. Like I I'm just gonna keep working hard and be my best self, and that's all I really can do, you know. But it, I don't think it's really hit me yet, honestly. I don't think it's gonna hit me until I actually move away from Huntington. But yeah, it's all just so it's it's a crazy feeling. Like I I know it's mentally I know it's coming to an end, but ultimately there's still work to be done. So I have that in mind as well. How have you how have you used that that work ethic and, and that mindset to maybe give back to the uh, the next generation of Marshall pole vaulters or uh, members of the track and field team? You know, yeah. You know, how are you? How are you using your position not only as a senior leadership but also someone who's been through it? I a lot of my teammates have seen the up and ups and downs that I've gone through, especially especially my my teammate Diana Goodman. She's been there through the past few years. She's an underclassman, but her and I trained together the most, and she saw what I went through last year. Just emotional roller coaster. It just felt like bad thing after bad thing just kept happening, and She'll come to me after meets sometimes to be like, hey, I need some like advice, some words of encouragement. And ultimately, the best advice I could give is just to keep pushing and not give up. Like, it's so easy to give up, especially when you're in a low spot. And if I would have given up, I don't think I'd be at where I'm at right now. And I'm really glad I turned it into a positive thing and just kept working hard instead of just, like I said, just giving up. Um, but yeah, I really hope my teammates could take that away. It's just that let the comeback be greater than the setback. That's honestly my favorite like saying because overcoming that, overcoming the setback is just, it's such a great feeling and it shows, it gives you strength, it gives, empowers you, empowers others. And I really hope that my teammates could take that away from me. You feel pretty good about where the track and field team is, where the program is right now. Uh, you've finished uh, pretty high in, uh, you know, in the Sun Belt overall standings, and and with the with the men's team, you know, being new as well, you know, you feel pretty good about what you've seen from them and you know, what you're leaving behind. Oh, absolutely! Everyone has worked so hard this season, and I think this might be the best we've done as a team in a very long time. And it's really awesome how the men's team just started this year and I feel like we're all so close knit. Like you see us at, at the Sunbelt conference at the Sunbelt championships. Like we're all cheering each other on. Like I, I literally left the meet and my, my voice was like, like cracking because I was screaming so much for my teammates, but it's so cool to see, like see the men's team like come in, like literally from scratch and for all of us to just be, so supportive of each other and like just like being there for each other and all that it's it's a really awesome feeling i'm so glad to be a part of it for a year but i know it's just going to build and become stronger and i'm really excited to possibly come back in the future to watch a few meets or just keep 
in touch with people on the team and encourage them to keep trucking along. Macy Majoy is with us. Uh, she's got the NCAA East prelims to uh, get ready for, and you're not going to be alone on that. So uh, we're still waiting to see you know, ultimately how many uh, of your teammates get to go to this. So I'm hoping that we'll get more information on that tomorrow. But you know, you're not doing it by yourself, so you've got some support as well from some of your teammates. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited. So as of right now, it's me. Mike Oline and Tyra Thomas are, are for sure going. We're waiting on two other teammates, Becca Merritt and Brett um, on the cross-country team or the cross-country side. Um, they are ranked, so they take, like I explained earlier, they take the top 48. But what happens is, is that the people that are in the top 48 have to declare their spot to go. And sometimes there's people that won't declare. So I think Brett is ranked like 55th and then Becca's ranked 51st so they both have a very good chance of going um unfortunately we won't find that out till tomorrow night but fingers crossed i'm hoping that we get a big squad there so we can all cheer each other on and support each other well i i'm assured of one thing i know you're going to do tremendously well here at the east prelims because you, know, you didn't even have to use your best height to um to win the the sunbelt championship in the outdoor side so how um you've got something dialed up right you're you're ready to if need be dial something you haven't done yet i'm 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 believing that right now well thank you i i feel ready mentally and physically i feel very ready and i'm so excited for next week macy it's been fun to, to get to talk to you these uh these few times uh I think uh, I can speak honestly for a lot of people. We're excited for you, and, and I appreciate you sharing your journey with us and, and letting me talk to you and letting me talk about it for a few minutes because, I mean, that's amazing. Not only you win the indoor championship, you win the outdoor championship, and, and just to you know, see you from your journey to where you're at now, uh, I think it's an amazing story that needed to be told. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so great talking to you as well. We'll do it soon. Hopefully after uh, your um, after you get through the NCAA East prelims, uh, I think we'll do it again after that. Let's just p- plan on that now. Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Macy. That's Macy Mayjoy winning the outdoor and the indoor championship for the Sun Belt and Pole Vault. We will come back and take your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, May 17th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Here's Paul Swan. We've got a few minutes for your text, 304-396-TALK. That's uh, 304-396-8255. I mentioned earlier in the program, if you weren't with us, the soccer schedule's out for both Marshall men and women. Should be an interesting season, especially for the men. They've got a home game this year with Kentucky. That's going to be key. On the road against WVU and then at home against Kentucky. South Carolina will round out the home slate on the women's side. Should be fun. They've got five home games in a row, so that should be a fun schedule. And, of course, uh, I believe ticket deposits are on sale now. They're 
they're taking deposits for season tickets. I think it starts at $25 if I read that correctly. So uh, we'll have more information on that as we get closer to the start of the season. Cincinnati Bengals also finalizing part of their schedule, the preseason portion for 2023. The Bengals are going to kick off the preseason at home against the Green Bay Packers on Friday, August 11th at 7 p.m. Then they're going to play their final two preseason games on the road, facing the Atlanta Falcons on Friday, August 18th at 7.30 p.m. and the Washington Commanders on Saturday, August 26th at 1 p.m. All the preseason games are going to be on the preseason TV network. That is not available locally here, so I remind you, we'll have, depending on our broadcast schedule, we will have those games at a minimum on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And again, that's a great place for Bengals football all season long. If you're looking for the Bengals game, you know, first check out Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And of course, depending on our obligations here, we'll have those games as well here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Just not the same. The Bengals taking on Green Bay, and there's no Aaron Rodgers there. This It rings hollow to me. It doesn't feel the same. And, of course, then you've got two on the road at Atlanta and then at Washington. Those are drivable games. Uh, the Green Bay game, not so much drivable for me here. I mean, I could do it, but I'd have to take a few days off. So uh, that Saturday game at Washington, that might be doable. As far as a road trip's concerned, that that can be fun. But we'll have those games for you. And don't forget, those are going to be all season long right here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. So, as we talked about yesterday with streaming, you don't necessarily want to put down the money for YouTube TV so you could get the NFL Sunday ticket package. You might miss a few games because not televised locally on broadcast TV because of the NFL's whims to show what game where. We got you covered, so we'll have those games all season long. Again, lock it here either on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340 or ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we've got basketball action coming up tonight. The Pirates winning earlier in the afternoon, 8 to nothing. so we don't have evening baseball, but we do have NBA action tonight. Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be Miami versus Boston. Denver did not do me any favors. I desire a Lakers-Boston matchup, and I hope that I get that. I want, in the final, I want Lakers-Celtics. That's what it was when I was a kid. That's what I want now. I want Lakers-Celtics. Give me that. That's America wants Lakers-Celtics. America does not want Denver and Miami. I will do a poll tomorrow on this show if need be. America wants, or at least I want, Lakers and Celtics, not Denver and Miami. No Nuggets heat here. Not, Not on, no, I don't want that. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you had fun today with me. If you didn't, uh, we'll try better, and hopefully you'll have fun tomorrow. But thanks for tuning in nonetheless here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.